Welcome back to That One Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Mitch Wilson. You know who I always got with me. It's my brother from another mother, my co-host, Chris Hale. What's up, people? What's up, what's up? How you doing, my brother? Doing well, man. Ready to get on these topics. I think we got some good ones today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're going to jump right into it. First topic we got up for today is we're going to be talking about some NFL free agency, which obviously we're only going to cover, you know, your big names, the important ones, I guess you would say, but essentially the ones that will make the most impact. So first up on the docket, you got Lamar Jackson, who is a very interesting case because you have a guy that has been a unanimous MVP of the league who is definitely, when he is healthy, he is definitely a top-tier quarterback. But you also have a situation that where he's been unhealthy. And so that puts the Ravens in a very hard predicament because it's like, we know this guy is elite, but can he continue to stay healthy with the way he plays the game? I like Lamar. I like the way he plays. But I also think his style of play, because he is a, a very athletic QB that runs a lot, but because he runs a lot, he's more prone to, to get hurt. And so this is a very interesting situation. I think my personal opinion that I don't know if he's going to end up in Baltimore. I feel like there are a lot of other teams that would like his services. I think that the way this season has gone with him getting hurt and the back and forth between himself and the Ravens, I feel like if there was a deal to be had, it would have gotten done because of him being an elite quarterback. But I think that there are so, – so let me ask you this. As we talk about Lamar Jackson, I'm going to kind of interject here and ask you kind of the a poignant question here. Do you sign him? If you were the Baltimore Ravens, do you sign Lamar Jackson, yes or no? I say yes. And the reason – that's where you and I disagree. Well, I say no. Okay. Well, then we will disagree. But one of the main reasons why I say – Sign him is because they have literally built their entire offense around him. He has a very specific skill set with his athletic ability. And so if you don't sign him, then you're going to essentially have to completely rebuild your squad. And if the Ravens are willing to do that, then good for them. But you've essentially spent the last two, three years drafting and building this team around Lamar and what he does best, which he throws the ball a little bit, but he is most explosive when he uses his legs. You have a top-tier tight end in Mark Andrews, who I believe is top top three in the league. You have J.K. Dobbins. You have a good offensive line. You have put that team in place, essentially, that has been, has been built around Lamar. And if you choose not to sign him, you have to absolutely blow everything up and start all over. And I just don't know if the Ravens are ready to do that because that's going to set them back, you know, X amount of years. So where you and I disagree on this, and this is not being a hater, I am a young guy, but I do have kind of a historical feel to the game. It's what I've always liked. I do believe that football can get very cutesy and they come up with wildcats and this new quarterback sneak they're talking about. But I want you to answer a serious question. Name one running quarterback that has truly been a franchise quarterback. Not a flash in the pan, 
they won MVP one year or they were good for two years. Name me a running quarterback that has ever been a franchise QB. You could maybe say Michael Vick, but that's about it. Michael Vick is more of a franchise to PETA than he ever was to an NFL team. <laughs> that's that's wrong, bro. That is wrong. wrong. Michael Vick was just absolutely electric, and I love Michael Vick. But what did it lead to? He made one NFC championship game, never won it. Jalen Hurts just got beat, which many people think that his strength is his running game, right? Right. Lamar Jackson won an MVP, and I get it. He threw for 35 touchdowns. He had a first-round playoff exit because when you get in the playoffs, people make you throw outside the numbers. NFL has not changed that much. Consensus will tell you you got to win from the pocket. Steve Young could run, but he also could win from the pocket. Mahomes can run, but he can win from the pocket. Even Steve McNair had a little bit more. Donovan McNabb had a little bit more passing ability. The Ravens, to me, are putting all their eggs into a basket that you've already had a big enough sample size. Lamar Jackson is going to give you what he's going to give you. He's going to have some games where he electrifies, and it's going to make everybody have talking points of how great he is, and he's going to go to the playoffs when the defenses get tight, and he's going to lose it for you every time. This reminds me a lot of the Kansas City Chiefs with Tyreek Hill. What can you get in return for Lamar Jackson? If you go to this offseason and you can get a King's Ransom, let's say you get a couple first-round picks, you get a player to kind of replace them for the interim, why not build your franchise? Today, and I don't like calling other sports people out because it looks like we got all of our information from them, but I do want to say something that, that Acho said today on Speak for Yourself. Do you know the Ravens are the only team to not place a priority on quarterback and in the last 25 years have multiple championships. So it shows you the Ravens are not going to put all their eggs on the quarterback because historically they've shown they can win Super Bowls without it. They won with Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer. Now, Ray Lewis ain't walking through those doors. I get it. <laughs> I right. get it. But to put $235 million guaranteed on a guy that cannot throw outside the numbers. This is not just Chris talking. The large majority believes that he cannot make the throws that are necessary consistently. So you're going to give $235 million guaranteed to this guy, and now you're not going to be able to even build around him? So you're going to be stuck in salary cap hell for the next 10 years, and all you've got is Lamar Jackson, and that's mentioning if he doesn't get hurt. What if next year he tears his ACL? Okay, so then so then you think that the Ravens should just blow it up and trade him? A- absolutely, because Mark Andrews is going to work with anybody. If Mark Andrews can be a top three tight end with a quarterback that's as good as a high school star quarterback, because that's what I think Lamar is, I think everyone even out of college is way more accurate than Lamar. Yeah, if he I- can already be dominant – with Lamar Jackson, what would he do with even a, a average to above average quarterback who can get him the ball? Yeah, I mean, we all know that Lamar, like you said, does not throw the ball outside the numbers. And I think the reason why I say you keep him is because you essentially built your whole roster around him. And so, I mean, I just think that if they do trade him, 
I think it's going to be what it comes down to for the Baltimore Ravens in the front office is their ego. If their ego is big and and, 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 and they say, you want to know what? We've built this team around him. We're going to resign him and we're just going to go, then okay. But if they don't have an ego and say, hey, we've had him for this sample size and whatnot, we've seen what he can do. We believe enough in, in ourselves and what we can draft with. We can trade him. We can trade him, get those draft picks back, and then we can completely rebuild. So I think it's essentially going to come down to ego of the front office. And the reason, like I said, why I said I think they should keep him is because I don't know if their front office has the ego to let him go. So that's going to be very interesting. Let me what do you think of the Florida quarterback? Have Have you watched him much? He reminds me a lot of Lamar Jackson. He runs, and and let's not just use his him and his him as an example. If I'm a GM and I know that putting all that money into one quarterback who hasn't won a Super Bowl, Mahomes is worth all that money. He he's brought you two ships, right? He's brought you two championships. Pay that man whatever because he's already got you that. Lamar's MVP season, he had a first-round playoff exit. His playoff stats are pedestrian at best. Right. You could go draft somebody with Lamar's skill set in the second round, and now you have all this draft capital to build your team. Now, you and I are not probably going to agree on this, and that's okay. You seem like you want them more to sign Lamar, and I'm more of – I wouldn't waste my time with Lamar. I also think the way that he acted, I know everyone's about get your bag, get your bag. Well, Mahomes sure didn't act like that, playing on a bum leg, wanting to get shots to come back out. Lamar was like, oh, no, it's my contract year, so I can't come out. When you're a wide receiver, I get that. When you're a running back, I get that. But when you're a captain of a team and you are the supposedly the marquee franchise player, you can't act like that, trying just to secure your bag. You are a leader of men in that locker room. And what message do you send out? That my money is worth more than me putting it on the line for you boys. Agreed. And that's probably why in the, in the long run, if the front office doesn't have an ego, why he'll get traded. Yeah. So, all right. So who are, who do you believe are some more top free agents that are going to going to shake up the league and depending on where they land? That's a good question. I think Lamar will go to the Jets. I think Derek Carr will either go to the Commanders. I, I think that's a good fit for him and what he likes to do and kind of Ron Rivera's style of, of coaching and just the team itself. So I think he'll go to the Commanders. Rodgers is kind of an enigma to me. I'm, I'm not sure where I think he's going to go. I don't know if he's going to go – if Lamar doesn't go to the Jets, if he goes there. See, I – Aaron Rodgers go to the Raiders. I don't know, man. I I think it's going to be interesting to see where those three pieces fall. I think, in my opinion, I think Rodgers goes to the Jets. Okay. I think think that would be a great fit for him. They have a great defense. They have weapons at the receiver position, especially in Garrett Wilson, who was the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, who I I love that guy. He he was on my fantasy team. And so I think Rodgers in – New York with the just it just makes sense because then they already have the defense. You insert a guy like Rodgers with his elite ability. I think if Rodgers goes to the Jets, the Jets are automatically a playoff going to be in the playoffs 
because their defense is good. Obviously, that's going to be dependent upon Rodgers, but he's a, the type of guy who has elite-level talent, and as long as he continues to play like that, I think that if he goes to the Jets, they are a playoff contender for sure, especially in that division because the only other good team you have in that division is the Bills, and the Bills are good, but I think with I think with the defense that the Jets have plus Rodgers, I think that they can beat the Bills. Let me throw a curveball at you. So you heard the rumors today that there are many GMs that believe the Bears are going to trade their uh, Justin Fields. I did not. What if, what if they trade Justin Fields, they still have that number one pick, and they bring in Aaron Rodgers? Ooh, wow. Now, they may have to give up the number one pick or something to get Aaron Rodgers, but – Aaron Rodgers strikes me as a guy that would love to be a thorn in the Packers' side. He's going to follow Brett Favre's playbook. Brett Favre went to the Jets just so he could come back and play for a NFC North team. Remember, he wanted to go NFC North first, but the Packers were like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not trading you, Brett Favre, one of the most loved franchise players here ever there. So he goes and plays for the Jets for a, a brief hot moment, comes back. Don't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers ends up playing for somebody in the NFC North. And I think the Bears would be kind of one of those soap opera type endings, to be honest with you. So okay. that, think about that. That's kind of a twist, but it, would, it would definitely be good TV. Yeah, I definitely would agree with you on the aspect that I think that Rodgers strikes you as a type that would like to go to Chicago just so he could come back and stick it to Green Bay. On that front, I absolutely agree with you. I did not have any clue that there were rumors that the Bears wanted to trade Justin Fields. Which, so are they wanting? Because are are they? Were they drafting in the draft this year? Are they two or three? The Bears. Yeah, they're either Houston got the number one pick, correct? Yes, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 no. I think the I think the Bears have the number one pick because Houston did have the number one pick. And then they won their last game of the year. So I think Chicago actually has the number one pick. Yeah, Chicago, Houston, Arizona. So when I said earlier that they had had the number one pick, I thought they were number one, but then you had me questioning myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, if, if they trade Justin Fields, which, I mean, I don't know why, because my opinion, just really quickly on Justin Fields, I feel like he's the type of guy, if you get guys around him, I think he could be really good. So I don't know if it's them just not wanting to put guys around him or whatever that case may be. Justin Fields is a stud, man. Even though I will say he does kind of fall into that Lamar Jackson-esque type of player, but I feel like he's proven that he can. Well, remember Nick Wright, he he threw out a hot take three months ago that Ravens trade to the Bears a swap. Oh, wow, yeah. They trade – Justin Fields for Lamar, then you get Justin under that rookie contract. See if he's going to be any better. Lamar goes to 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 Chi Town. Again, that's the great thing about NFL free agency. What I love about it is there's so much rumors that are swirling around. You don't know what to believe, but it makes for good podcast content. Yeah, to be able to talk about where you think people are going to land. Um, so that's my opinion on on the NFL free agency, the 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 key players that I could see shifting. Okay, hold on, just real quick. Let's touch on something real quick that specifically Im- impacts our team. Do you think 
and let's just keep this real short and sweet. Do you think the Chiefs re-sign Orlando Brown at left tackle? I think they're going to franchise tag again. So you think they'll franchise tag him one more year, then let him go? I don't. I, I can't see Brett Veach backing up the Brinks truck for Orlando Brown. I, I, I just can't. I mean, even though he's great, there's still so many people to pay this year. You know, you've got Juju, which is a wide receiver's expensive, you know. And then you've got Orlando Brown. And even though I believe you need to protect your quarterback up front, that's a really kind of perplexing question because right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If if I was to bet, I'd say they franchise him one more year. Okay, I was I was along the lines of thinking that they would franchise tag him. So I feel like the only way they wouldn't franchise tag him is if he took more of a team-friendly deal, which I don't think he's going to do because he's wanting to get paid, get that money, because he's – Orlando Brown is looking for his first big payday. And so he's looking for that Trent Williams-type money. And I agree with you. I don't think that Brett Beach is going to back up that Brinks truck for him. I will say this is – your left tackle is normally one of the highest paid guys on your team. So if it's if it's not going to be Trent Williams, it's eventually got to be somebody because he's protecting the blind side of the half a billion dollar man. Oh, yeah, I could see them uh, truthfully paying him. It's just going to be what does Orlando Brown see in himself and what does the market dictate? Because truthfully, I believe Orlando Brown last year didn't have the the gravitas to demand such a contract. But now what's bad for us financially is he does. He had a hell of a year. He just went in the Super Bowl and was part of a team that gave up or a part of a unit that gave up zero sacks. So he's got all the leverage in like, hey, we want to run it back. You need to bring me. And, and you know what? It may work out because Juju might have a more of a team-friendly type deal. I don't know. Maybe we restructure some of the people that we've paid before. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Okay, really quick. Do you think that Mahomes has established himself enough like Tom Brady did that you will have guys, guys that are still, they maybe not be elite, but they still have enough juice in the tank, especially when it comes to receivers. They will come here just to try to maybe get a ring, like on a one or two deal. This year put him in that realm, not only because the way he played on on his injury, but the way that people came in and he spread the wealth. I think you're going to see free agents a little bit more excited to come to Kansas City uh, in previous years. So jumping sports, we're going to go into the NBA a little bit. And since the All-Star game is upon us, We are going to keep it short and sweet. There's not too much to really chat about. We don't want to go uh, too much in depth. We know that there was some big free agency moves. But what we're going to do tonight is we're going to go through our midseason picks going forward, who we think is going to represent the West, who is going to represent the East, and then a sleeper pick from each division. So I'm going to let you go first, Mitch. Give me who your contender is in the West. Who's going to represent the West this year in the NBA? The team, in my opinion, who's going to represent the West is a team that has one of the best point guards of all time, in my opinion. They have a superstar at the guard position, a.k.a. light-skinned brother, and they just added arguably the best scorer 
in the NBA in Kevin Durant. So my pick is the Phoenix Suns because you essentially now have three guys on that team that are superstars, but more importantly, you have three guys on that team that can finish, that can smell that blood in the water and take over a game. And I love that in the NBA because the NBA is a very guard-dominant league. If you have a great backcourt, which obviously with Chris Paul and Devin Booker you do, and you add, like I said, arguably the best scorer in the NBA and Kevin Durant, you could have one of those guys or two of those guys that have fouled out and still have just an absolute killer on the floor. And that's why I think that the Suns will come out of the West. Okay, so my team from the West is the Denver Nuggets. They're the, current, they're the current one seed right now. And I'm a big stickler on conference record because that's who you'll play in the playoffs to get to the to get to the finals. And Denver is 29 and 11 in the Western Conference. You got Jokic, Joker baby. Um, you've got Michael Porter Jr., your main <laughs> man. M-I-Z-Z-O-U, baby. Right, yeah, exactly. Michael Porter. Uh, Jamal Murray, I think it's their time. They've had some injuries before. Um, Joker was putting up a ton of stats, but really kind of falling short with that superstar level in the playoffs. I think it's their year. It's their year. With that conference record, um, I think it's going to be their year. So that would be my pick from the West. I'll go ahead and jump into my pick from the East, and I'll let you do yours. Uh, my pick in the East is going to shock some people. I think it's going to be the Bucks over Boston. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win the East, and that's because of that boy Giannis, my son's favorite player. It's another; they're twenty-two and thirteen in the conference. I do think Boston is going to give them all that they can handle. Giannis has been there. Chris Middleton was hurt last year. And he is a very solid player. Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez is having a complete resurrected year. He's playing fantastic. Their bench is decent with uh, Pat Connaughton and Mr. Sir Trips a lot and Grayson Allen from Duke. Don't like the I think dude. they've got a squad. And if I'm not mistaken, and maybe our fans or whoever listen to this can correct me, but I think Jay Crowder went to Milwaukee during the this trade. I think they picked up Jay Crowder. So they got their wing defender. They've got the the mean, the toughness that they needed. I think Milwaukee is going to upset Boston. They are my pick in the East. Mitch, who do you got coming out of the East? Well, brother, you know what they say. Great minds think alike. I have the Bucks coming out of the East. And I just want to let people know that we had we did not discuss this previously just so we could get a legit, honest reaction. I have the Bucks coming out of the East as well. And, I mean, Chris pretty much said everything I wanted to say, essentially. So that made that super easy. I think also what it comes down to is you also have guys on the Bucks that have played and won a championship. And I think that in the postseason, that experience absolutely matters because they've been there, they've done that, they've been in that situation. So the – the moment will not be too big. Now, who's your sleeper from the East? Now, my sleeper from the East, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, you're kidding me. That is <laughs> literally my, 
That's my sleeper, and I promise you, we did not talk about this before. Cleveland so, is my sleeper as well. Why do you got them as, so, as your sleeper? I, I got Cleveland as my sleeper because I love the guard play, especially Donovan Mitchell. I think him getting traded Spider. from – Exactly. I think him coming from Utah – and having a new change of scenery, I think that's kind of rejuvenated him, and he is playing very well. I love the guard play, and I think that in the playoffs, like I said, the NBA is a guard-dominant league. I think Donovan Mitchell has an opportunity, and he has the skill level and ability to take over a series. So, again, I'm big on conference records. They're 22-11, and 11, but here's another stat for you. They're plus 5.7 in point differential. That's second best behind Boston in the East. They're my sleeper pick. It's all going to boil down to if Spida can really get and have that superstar playoff run that all the greats have done, that all the superstars have done. I still think Milwaukee's going to take it, but Cleveland would definitely be my sleeper pick. And my sleeper pick on the East, or sorry, the West, is not going to shock a lot of people. It's actually Dallas. Ooh. I think once Luka and Kyrie figure it out and if they ever do that will be the question but if they do those are two scorers that can drop 50 on your head on any given night now defense does become paramount in the playoffs we all know regular season defense is just no one cares but in the playoffs teams start to play defense that's their biggest hindrance to me that's why I'm not putting them higher and they're just a sleeper pick for me but they're going to be fun to watch. Who's your sleeper from the West, Mitch? So my sleeper from the West, I guess you could call them a sleeper. They have, in my opinion, not my opinion, it's an absolute fact. They have championship pedigree. This team is, you already know who it is, the Golden State Warriors. That is a sleeper. They're currently in ninth right now. So you got them leapfrogging some people. Absolutely, because they got to get healthy. Steph, got to get back healthy. It's going to happen. If they get healthy, okay, in enough time, they're going to make a run, okay? When you have arguably two of the greatest shooters on the court of all time, they have gotten to a point, and I like this analogy, with the Golden State Warriors, when they're healthy, the key is they have to be healthy. You got to have Clay, you got to have Steph, you got to have all those guys on the floor. When you play against them, you know at some point in the game that avalanche is coming. It could come early. It could come late. But it is absolutely coming. And when it comes, are you able to stop it? And you want to know what? A lot of teams, when they when it happens, you can't stop it. So when they get healthy, and if they get healthy, which I think that they will, because of the championship experience and the pedigree, they're going to get right. And then once they get healthy, they're going to start absolutely whopping on people, okay? And I will say this, and just a really quick football reference, I feel like, and I could be Homer, but I feel like the Kansas State Chiefs are the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. You know when you play the Chiefs, an avalanche is going to come. It might come in the first quarter. It might come in the second quarter. Heck, it might not come until the fourth quarter. And in the Super Bowl, it was the second half. But at some point, the avalanche is coming. And can you stop it? And when Gold State gets going and the avalanche is coming, there's not many teams that can stop it. Okay, so before we go into college basketball, which I'll let you lead into that, I've got a question, just a quick yes or no. Okay. Do the the L.A. Lakers make the playoffs, yes or no? No. I say no as well. 
Okay, well, now we're going to jump to college basketball and do our midseason picks. So first, really quick, I'd like to say that college basketball is one of my favorite sporting events, especially when it comes to March Madness. I love watching March Madness. I think it's one of the – if you're a sports fan, I think it, I think March Madness is one of the absolute best sporting events of the year. I love March Madness. So college basketball, Chris – who do you have as your top picks that you think they're going to do damage in the NCAA tournament? So there are two teams that I that I really like historically that anyone that knows me would say that I've been a big fan of. The first one Really, is, bro? Yeah, the first one's North Carolina. <laughs> I've, I've always enjoyed North Carolina. Uh, Vince Carter, a, a quick story about my older brother. One reason why I love North Carolina so much, and you might think coming from – Kansas City, why would you not really just cheer for one of your local teams? First off, when you find out who Michael Jordan played for, you're like, ooh. And then you see those beautiful colors. Mitch, tell me there is not a better jersey than North Carolina. I cannot tell you that because I will say growing up, North well, they kind of still are. North Carolina is like my second favorite. Other than that stupid basketball. little foot thing that they have for Tar Heel that they put somebody's right. foot, that's trash. But their colors, that baby blue and that white, I loved him. And then my brother, my uh, brother Tim, he gave me a Vince Carter jersey. Now, there was a cigarette hole in the side, but I know he loves me. <laughs> and I rock that thing all the time. At school, I love that jersey, 1-5. So I've always liked North Carolina. And then with their pedigree, my fandom carried through their success. Tyler Hansborough, Sean May, Rashard McCant. I always loved those North Carolina teams and Roy Williams. But I'm not going to lie, it's a down year for them. Baycott's an absolute stud, but I don't think they're going to go far. So if you ask me quickly who I think is going to win, I think KU goes back-to-back this year. People are going to think that we talked about this, bro. I'm not even joking. So You I, want you like KU as an MU fan? I okay, mean, you have to get burned at the stake for saying something like okay, that. Okay, so here's the deal. I am a diehard Mizzou fan, okay? But I'm, I'm also a realist. And I will say this also, besides MU, you want to take a guess of who I've watched the most this season? Well, I know your wife is a KU fan, so I yes. might say KU. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. My wife, Lori, I absolutely love her to death. She is the love of my life. She is my rock. But you know what they say sometimes, love is blind. Okay, And she is a KU fan. <laughs> and so I have had the opportunity to watch them play. And they are legit. Uh, they they struggled a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, but Jalen Wilson is an absolute stud. Um, Adams is a beast down low. You also have, oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name? The point guard, he's an absolute stud. Penetrates kicks. I mean, the whole team is complete. Like, you're absolutely just not stopping them. But since... Uh, you pick KU. I think another team that has an opportunity to take as well is Alabama. You know, people, when you think of Alabama, you think of a of a of them as obviously a football school. But this year, that is not the case. They are absolutely just beating teams to death. They have magnificent guard play. And I will say it's been really impressive for them to still win like they are because they did have a – a situation with the team, an off-the-field issue where they had a, a member of the team who was no longer with the team um, have some troubles and, and be arrested. And for them to, 
to not let that affect them, at least on the court. They've been absolutely amazing. And as much as it pains me to say this, Alabama, just because their football program is so dang good, but their basketball program, I would say this year is even better than than their football program. KU, the guard you're talking about, are you talking about Dewan Harris? Yes, he's the point guard. He's good. He is is a stud. You know he is from Columbia. Don't get me started that – I'm just saying, you know, know, how does Mizzou let him just waltz on over to KU? Well, because we didn't have Dennis Gates at the at the time. Okay, all right. And then Wichita, Kansas, that's where Grady Dick is from. Yes, he's he's a he's one of the best three point shooters in the country. Yeah, he's simple. just inconsistent. He's just inconsistent. And and, but, and and that is to be expected because he is a freshman, but man, when he's locked in, it's gonna be a long day. And KU might be good for some time because I don't think their team is that old either. Yeah, I great think- as a freshman. Dewan's a – I think he's a redshirt junior. And and I can't see his skill set, him going to the draft yet. But, but, I, but I will say I do think that their best player, Jalen Wilson, I do believe he oh, – I could he's be gonna wrong. Go. He's going to go. But, there, you know, Bill Self's going to find some other five-star oh. out of somewhere. Unfortunately, yes. But hey, but I will say, I just want to talk about my squad real quick just because it's it's my podcast and I can do that. Mizzou <laughs> last year won only won 12 games. We've already won 19. We have key wins over Illinois when they were ranked. We beat Iowa State. We also beat just beat Tennessee last week. So I definitely think that we're going to finally be in the bracket this year, which makes me ecstatic. I'm okay, super... okay. I, I was getting ready to ask that. I said before we go into baseball, right now on February 16th, 2023, does MU make the big dance? Oh, 100%, baby. We going to be Even though they're there. not ranked. Even though they're not ranked. Time out. Real quick, they should be, but you want to know what? I'm glad they're not because when you go on the road <laughs> and you beat number six, uh, Tennessee <laughs> – you should be ranked, plain and simple. But unfortunately, this is the biggest thing that irritates me about Mizzou. And this, this is his first year, so he's going to work out the kinks. So you go on the road and beat Tennessee 86-85, and then you go on the road again two nights ago, and you lose by 30 to Auburn. The consistency is not quite – it's been pretty consistent, but you can't go be the number six team in the country – and then go to, the, I believe, Auburn. Last week they were ranked 25, but they might not be ranked now. And then go to Auburn and lose by 30. You just can't do that. And that could be a situation where they, you know, high emotional game on the road at Tennessee. You get that dub, and then you go play Auburn, and you just don't have, you know, you don't have the emotion and the wherewithal to get it done. But you, but you can't lose by 30, though, in that situation. You just can't. Okay, so I'm putting the pressure on you tonight, Mitch. I asked you about L.A., I keep ending these with a question to you. So you say they're going to go to the big dance. So now I've got another pressure cooker question. What do they do in the dance? So you talk about the inconsistency. Are they going to show up the first round and play some no-name school that's going to upset them right away? Or do you think they make some noise in the big dance? Man. Come on, right now. All right, here we go. Here we go. Grab your gajones and tell me what we're doing, man. Come on. Mizzou, quote me, Mizzou is going to the Sweet 16, baby. Sweet sit, yeah. The only way they're going to make it there is if they're serving the concessions. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be disrespectful. Dude, Missouri. We'll see. We'll see. We'll dude, see. 
Missouri is one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, so that always travels. Shooters travel. We'll see. All right, jumping sports here. This one will not be our longer segment because baseball really hasn't begun, but we wanted to give it its proper due and kind of preview with not looking at every team and really not talking about our hometown team. I'm going to ask you from the NL and the AL what two teams from each respective league do you have as a team to look out for, but I also want a sleeper from each one of those leagues as well. And I'll start. In the NL, it will be made known tonight, ones that listen to this podcast that do not know me that will, I am a massive Braves fan. I have been a Braves fan since I was a little boy, uh, and I've got pictures to prove it that I was wearing their jerseys when I was little. So before people think, oh, you just like them because they're good now, I went through a ton of heartache. And growing up in Kansas City, we got to see a ton of Brave games. They were always on TBS or TNT. They were always on Turner Sports. We watched them. Fred McGriff, Crime Dog. You got Glavin and Smoltz and Chipper Jones. I love them boys. So hey. the two teams I have from the NL. Hey, uh, don't forget about my boy David Justice now. Oh, yeah, David Justice, old man Justice. Yeah, he was great. Two teams I have from the NL to watch. It's not going to surprise anybody. It's going to be the Braves and the Dodgers. I think they actually will meet in the NLCS. Um, I don't want to make a pick right now. I don't know who's going to get hurt or not. But at the beginning of the season, Braves and Dodgers are my NL and my sleeper is the Padres. Mitch, who do you got coming out of the NL, and who's your sleeper? Well, out of the NL, I think I got to go with the Phillies. I'm a big Bryce Harper fan. They couldn't quite get it done last year. I think that helps propel them to get it done this year. And who's going to meet them in the NLCS with them? So Phillies and who else? Uh, You said Dodgers, right? And then you said the Padres for your sleeper? Yep. I'm going to go with a big market team. And that is the New York Mets. And your sleeper, Padres, is that who your sleeper is too? Yes. I, I And that's just partially, I'm not even going to lie, that has a little to do with their baseball. But, dude, their uniforms are so nasty. Like, I love their hat. Sweet. <laughs> not even going to lie. Like, I, I mean, I love the fact that, that that they got Juan Soto. But, dude, their jerseys, them, them uh, city jerseys, so sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From the AL, I've got the Astros. Not a shock, you know. They've they've uh, they've really, in my opinion, kind of been a dynasty. They've made the ALCS like six straight years. It's crazy, and they lost key players, and they just keep churning out win after win after win. My second team, who I think is going to visit them in the ALCS, is the Yankees. My dad will be very happy to hear that. He is a massive Yankees fan. I am not a Yankees fan, but again, with baseball, other than the Braves. I'm pretty down the middle. I'm not one of those unbearable fans that are not realistic. I think the Astros and Yankees are going to be the two teams from the AL. And my sleeper isn't even from this country. I've got the Toronto Blue Jays as my sleeper for the AL. What do you got, Mitch? Your two teams, and who's your sleeper from the AL? Okay, well, again, great minds think alike. For my AL, I have also the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. However... My sleeper, and I hate to say this because they played in the same division as my squad, but I'm going to say the Cleveland Guardians, a.k.a. the Cleveland Indians. 
you know, that's not a bad pick. I, I, I waffled between them, you know? Yep. Um, yep. Same. Yeah. I, I was between them and I think they're going to be good. What do you think of the hometown team? Oh. Chiefs. Yeah, sorry. Royals. I'm, I'm, I'm still on football <laughs> yeah. mode. Um, so Royals, do you think they increased their wins from last year? What do you think? I do. Um, I, you know, they sign. I don't, I don't know if people know this because, you know, normally baseball, unless you sign a big name person, a lot of people don't realize it's happened, but the 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 Royals acquired Aroldis Chapman as their closer. He's going to be their closer this year. They also got a reliever from the Boston Red Sox, which for some reason I'm blanking on his name right now. But we got a lefty reliever from Boston in a trade that we sent Alberto Mondesi to Boston, and we got the 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 bullpen arm, the lefty in return. So I think those two guys right there, if they play well, just that in itself will help us win more games. And I cannot mention the Royals without mentioning my favorite player, Bobby Witt Jr. I would love to see him take that next step this year and become even better. I feel like he has the skills of a superstar, and I just hope that he can continue that progress and get to that level. Maybe not this year, but I would love to see him take a, a step in the right direction. Well, sweet. Well, it's always a joy coming on here with you, Mitch. Talk about sports. I know it's going to be kind of dead over the next 10 days, but we're going to find some good things to chat about. We've got some of the free agency, hopefully make some movements. We get a little closer to March Madness, maybe even talk about some golf. I'm a big golf guy. Oh, yeah, same here. Absolutely. And and also we'll and also we'll have the combine coming up here next month and NFL draft in Kansas City NFL draft and that and that one sports podcast might be on location oh doing boy. a podcast during the draft uh oh did I say something did I say something hey, shh. so yeah uh, the, uh, so we have some exciting things coming up I will say uh, Mark Donovan was quoted at the Chiefs parade saying when he got up on stage, he said that after they won the Super Bowl, Patrick found him in the locker room and he said, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? And then Mark Donovan went to say that earlier in the season when Patrick Mahomes told him that when we would be hosting the draft, we would be hosting the draft as Super Bowl champions. So I thought that was pretty cool. So that is a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Chris, it's always a pleasure, my brother. And guys, always remember, be kind. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have no idea about. Until next week, fam. Peace.